Hello there, Alaskans, wherever you are. Welcome to the Must Read Alaska Show. Coming to you from somewhere in Alaska. This is the place where we talk about, you guessed it, Alaska. Where we keep the mainstream media on their toes and where we are standing up for what's right and a world run by leftists. You can find out more by heading over to mustreadalaska.com and also checking out the Must Read Alaska YouTube channel for some really great content. But first, let's get this party started. Well, welcome everybody to the Must Read Alaska show. We are live on location, kind of, here in Alaska. And man, we have a special treat for you. I'm your host, John Quick. And uh, for those of you who just tuned in, I have Representative Tom McKay here with us. But before we go into that and welcome Tom McKay to the show, I want to thank everybody for listening. We have started this new format here on the Must Read Alaska show where we go live on Facebook first before we pump our show out to Spotify, Amazon, iTunes, uh, uh, Alexa, Pretty much anywhere there where there's a podcast, you'll find us at, including iHeartRadio, which is pretty exciting. And this is a new segment called Five Questions, where I have uh, guests on from all walks of life, and I get to ask them five questions. It's less. This segment is less about debate and more about uh, just getting an opportunity to get to know somebody. And so we are excited to have Tom McKay, and we are also excited that th- as of this last week, we became the number two podcast in the whole nation. Uh, and the whole U.S. Uh, under the government section, which is just phenomenal. It's literally Suzanne and I operating from our living rooms. I'm literally in my son's room uh, with my laptop on his little desk, and we are up against uh, folks like the BBC, NBC, and folks with million-dollar podcast budgets. So we thank you so much for listening. Welcome, Representative Tom McKay. Before we go into the five questions, Tom, tell everybody just a little bit about um, your district and, and where you, uh, you know, what area of Anchorage you represent. Sure. Well, thank you, John. It's great to be with you this morning and congratulations on your success. Uh, yeah, my name's Tom McKay. I represent uh, South Anchorage District 24, uh, the current District 24, uh, which is basically uh, Bayshore, Clat, and Ocean View. Uh, I was elected as a Republican in 2020. And uh, I'm serving my first term in the state house as a freshman. We have an 18-member minority, and uh, eight of us are freshmen. So it's quite a remarkable uh, group of new new people and new blood that's in in the house. And uh, it's been my pr- privilege to represent the good folks of South Anchorage and the and the people across the state of Alaska. That's awesome, Tom. And you get to work with my representative, who I'm very proud of, uh, Ben Carpenter, who just won a a big award down at the uh, CPAC event. And uh, so thank you for uh, serving. And we're going to go into our five questions. So question number one is this, Tom, Representative Tom McKay, how did you get involved in politics in the first place? Well, my first exposure to politics was at Boys State. I think I was 17 years old, the Boys State sponsored by the American Legion, where they kind of do a mock convention and uh, I remember that was a long time ago now for me, but uh, I came to Alaska in 1980. I was a petroleum engineering graduate from Montana Tech, and I worked in the oil industry uh, in Alaska. And a funny thing happened, you know, a lot of people get involved in politics when they get mad about something. And um, 
1989, we had the Exxon spill. I was working for Arco Alaska at the time. And uh, the, the legislature in Juneau raised oil taxes and they canceled my project. Oh no! And it, you know, our, our, as a result of that increase, and and uh, you know, I had little kids and a mortgage and a car payments like everybody else. And I said, "Who, who did that?" And they said, "Well, the guys in Juno." And I said, "What guys in Juno?" And they said, "The legislature." And I, and I kind of like, "Who are those guys? And why, why are they messing with my career?" So I started watching Alaska politics in 1989. I got involved in campaigns and, and the Republican Party in 1990. And that was really how I got started in the whole thing. That's awesome. It sounds like um, <laughs> you you saw an opportunity or maybe a problem that was happening and and wanted to jump in and make, make a change. And I want to encourage folks that are listening. That's how you get involved. You don't, your initial step out the gate isn't becoming a senator or the governor, your initial step out the gate is, you know, helping on campaigns, making phone calls, helping write thank you letters. It's that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, uh, there's always going to be room to uh, get involved in bigger and brighter ways down the future. But a lot of it just starts with the grind, as with anything in life. If you want to get good at it, um, you kind of got to know all the jobs that happen to to be where you're at now, Representative K, where you're, you're, you've won your election and, and you've been there for a couple of years and, and uh, kicking butt and taking names. So uh, question number two is this, who do you look up to in the political world and why? Could be somebody, you know, from the 80s or could be somebody from the 2020s? Well, there, there's probably a lot. There's a lot of folks uh, that I looked up to. Of course, I guess it probably started with Ronald Reagan in 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 my adult life, because he got elected in 1980, uh, the same year that I graduated from college. So, uh, <clears throat> you know, you become an adult when you start paying taxes. <laughs> and uh, I liked Reagan, of course, his leadership and his way of communicating. And I, I think like a lot of people, you know, he was just a, a great leader for our country. <clears throat> some uh, some Alaska politicians that I always admired back in the day, uh, Fritz Pettyjohn, Rick Halford, uh, conservative Republicans that uh, espouse the, the the values that I share. Um, I, I helped uh, Sean Parnell actually get elected his first house race. That was my first uh, campaign that I worked on with Sean. Hey, that's a good 19- claim to fame, Sean Parnell's yeah. first house race. Was, yeah, I think it was 1992. I lived in his. Di- I still live in that same district that Sean. And of course, Sean eventually became governor, and now he's chancellor at the UAA and. Uh, so those are just a few. I mean, there were there are many. Uh, I'm I'm pretty conservative uh, nationally. Of course, I look up to, you know, Ron or uh, Rand Paul, uh, Ted Cruz, uh, that that kind of segment of the party. Those are those are kind of the, the folks. Uh, Ron DeSantis. Uh, I voted for President Trump twice. Uh, you know, I'm pretty conservative. And again, private sector. I think the most important presidential candidate that I ever met personally was uh, well, I met Pat Buchanan. And uh, Steve Forbes, I met, I spent time with Steve Forbes when we had the straw poll back in the nineties. And uh, I was, a, uh, I was in the leadership of the Republican party of Alaska at that time, eventually became chairman of the party. And I thought that would be kind of it for my political career. And I went, I worked overseas for 10 years. I worked in Indonesia and Norway, and then I came back and then, uh, you know, some, 
we had opportunity to, to run in 2020. So it's kind of a, what do you call it? An unlikely warrior, I think maybe something like that. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, um, it sounds like you have a lot of folks that you look up to. And uh, for those of you that are just joining us, maybe you just hopped in. I have Representative Tom McKay here from, from Anchorage. And we are going over what uh, is the new segment on Must Read Alaska show called Five Questions. So, Tom, question number three is this. Um, what is something in your life that you are very proud of in terms of an accomplishment? It can be something in your work life or, or personal life, really anything. But um, what's something that you're, you're pretty proud of that you accomplished? Well, I, I guess I'd have to start out with saying that we've, we've raised five beautiful children, um, four daughters and a son. Uh, the daughters are all all grown up. We have four beautiful grandchildren, and they've all you know they've all turned out just wonderful. And my son is a junior at Diamond High School. He, his uh, hockey team just won the state tournament. Oh wow! Congratulations! So uh, that was a pretty big deal. All all the early morning uh, practices and and skating. You know, when you're involved in hockey, it's a uh, it's a daily grind, and uh, we're really proud of him and, and now we turn to baseball so it's always fun to watch watch him play sports but uh, yeah I've had five kids they've all went through the Anchorage school district uh, they all went to Diamond High School so I have a lot of uh, connection to the community and uh, uh, four of my kids are still in Alaska uh, my oldest daughter lives in Oregon but uh, we were pretty pretty anchored here in Alaska I, I did uh, one thing I did at work that's kind of a big deal is I was the drilling engineer on the Alpine Discovery Well. So I guess I made my, you know, in my small way, I made the contribution to the uh, oil production in the state, you know, way back in the late 90s. That's awesome. And, uh, so and I'd like to do more of that. Quite frankly, uh, there's more opportunities out there to find more oil fields. And I'd like to have a chance to do that, too. I did earn uh, two two master's degrees. Uh one in engineering and and one in MBA. Uh, my engineering master's was from UAA, and my MBA was from APU. So I'm pretty pretty familiar with the local uh, university system and and uh, and the academic system for the for the kids. So those That's are awesome. probably some of the some things that I've done. That's <laughs> awesome. It sounds like you are, but you've had a, a pretty good run with your professional career and. And just getting started with uh, your elected uh, political career, we hope that uh, you <laughs> keep running us conservatives and really appreciate the work that you and the minority in the House are doing. And, and you know, it's it's probably a battle every day. You know, every hour, oh, yeah. it's probably a battle. And, and um, oftentimes, I think folks um, that help on campaigns, and when we finally get somebody like yourself elected, we think, oh, crap, this is awesome. Now I don't have to worry about this for two years, but I want to <laughs> encourage people that 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 have helped on uh, folks like Representative Tom McKay's campaign, you know, to stay in touch with these elected officials throughout the year because it's lonely at the top. It's a grind and a battle for true conservatives every day in Juneau, and they need uh, help, encouragement, just as much as everybody else does. Just because they're elected officials doesn't make them uh, uh, impervious to uh, the daily grind of, of work uh, scheduling. So just make sure to, uh, you know, stay involved. That would be my encouragement. So Representative McKay, 
question number four is this. If there is something you could do in your life differently, whether it's uh, personal work, uh, what's what's something that uh, you look back on and you thought, man, I wish I would have done that differently? And maybe the lesson that you learned in it. Well, to be honest, John, I'm kind of the type that I don't have any regrets, really. You know, I think if you if you kind of dwell on things you could have done differently, then you maybe, you know, maybe it's not healthy. I kind of, I'm kind of serendipitous. I just sort of move, move on and keep fighting, you know, don't look behind, but I probably wish I would have gotten my master's degrees uh, sooner in my career. I got them when I was in my early forties. It might've helped. And and if I could give any advice to young people, it's if you're going to go for an advanced uh, degree, like a master's, uh, do it, do it sooner, do it in your twenties if you can. And then it may, it may be more beneficial to your career advancement. Um, I probably should have worked a tour in Houston. Uh, Houston's the oil capital of the world, as you know, uh, I think it, it, in the oil industry, uh, it probably helps your uh, career advancement, maybe move up higher. If you, uh, if you do a hitch in Houston and I always kind of avoided that cause I, I liked the, I preferred the Northern climates and, uh, and, uh, but I, I don't really have a lot of big, big regrets, John. I mean, uh, Hey, that's awesome. You know, I'm pretty positive, I guess. And, you know, keep, keep looking forward. You know, I mean, you're going to get, you're going to get knocked down. You're going to get setbacks. You're going to do things, you know, there's probably a million things I could list out, but don't dwell on it. Get, get back up off the mat and keep fighting. That's awesome. So uh, tell us about, uh, this is, uh, you know, your, uh, somewhat newly elected. We got folks in the Senate and the House that have been there for years and years and years. And um, tell us about maybe one accomplishment uh, this first go around that you're proud of as it uh, uh, relates to you and and uh, being elected House member. Well, you know, my number one objective was as a, as a staunch Republican was to stay in caucus. Um, I vote with my caucus almost all the, you know, all the time we have we have long meetings discussing almost every vote, every issue, and we stick together. We're a very large minority. They told me we're the largest minority in the House, and I don't know what they said, 30 years or something like that. So we have a big group. 18 people is a big group to, uh, to, to hold together in a minority, and uh, we stick together. Uh, probably the biggest vote I've been involved with was uh, last summer, I think it was right at the end of June, where we voted to uh, to uh, uh, voted on the effective date of the budget, and a, and a no vote would have shut down the government, and a yes vote would have kept the government open. And a lot of my conservative colleagues, including Ben Carpenter, they wanted to uh, they wanted us to vote no, to withhold our our vote and, and shut down the government. And uh, I voted yes. The reason I voted yes on that was because I figured my district in South Anchorage is a little, it's not quite as conservative as some of the other districts like in the Valley or on the Kenai. Yep. And I felt like my district probably wouldn't want that level of. Uh, That's where they draw the line. Action. <laughs> and, you know, I, I guess if maybe I regret something, maybe I, that was a pretty big vote uh, to not shut down the government. It only passed by a couple of votes. And uh, that was probably the most consequential vote that I've taken. Uh, and I, I don't know, you can look back on it and say, oh, maybe I should have, maybe I should not have. But uh, that was probably the biggest vote I've taken so far. I have introduced a couple of bills, one that would ban uh, 
critical race theory teaching in Alaska schools, and another bill that would ban uh, biological boys from competing in girls sports. I don't expect either one of those bills to go, go far with the Democratic uh, controlled majority, but I did file them to send a message and to let people know that we are speaking out for, for the folks that may not be willing to speak out on such sensitive issues. Yeah, they probably won't even get out of committee, but good for you for sticking to your guns. And that's, I think, what makes America awesome is that uh, we have different viewpoints and, uh, and eventually you have to start talking to with people about your different viewpoints. And that kind of forces the issue when you send a bill out there. And so good for you for doing that. For those of you that are just uh, tuning in, we have Representative Tom McKay out of Anchorage. Uh, and Tom, thank you so much for joining us. Do you have any kind of last minute thoughts for our listeners? Um, you're, you know, you have an opportunity to kind of speak to thousands of folks here and uh, any last minute yeah. thoughts you'd like to say before we head off? Well, it, just try to summarize real quickly, John, and thanks for the opportunity. I'm a private sector person. I bring a private sector uh, perspective to Juno. I'm concerned about our private sector in Alaska, especially the wealth producing side because it's been shrinking for uh, a number of years. And we're, the state government is becoming more dependent on savings and the permanent fund to survive. And I think that we're out of balance, <clears throat> excuse me, we're out of balance with the private sector providing revenue for the, for the government. And um, so what I worry about long-term is that we'll, uh, we'll shrink the private sector to the point where uh, we will lose a lot of Republican voters, a lot of a lot of uh, conservative independent voters, uh, and uh, Alaska could turn blue. Mm -hmm. And I'm very concerned about that because I think then the uh, Alaska will become a national park, and there'll be very few uh, good-paying jobs and opportunities up here in the private sector. And, and uh, concerned about that. Finally, I think you know James Kaufman has a great plan proposed for a spending cap. Uh, he, he links spending the spending cap to GDP. And if, if the government, if, if the private sector is producing less GDP, then the government has less revenue to spend and, and vice versa on the, on the upside. So it incentivizes government to have a flourishing private sector so that they'll have more money to spend. So uh, anyway, I'm concerned about that whole dynamic. I think we're on a, I don't like the tra trajectory that we're on where we're basically turning into a, a state that's funded by a trust fund. Yeah. Well, thanks so much, Tom. And, and uh, thanks so yeah. much for everybody who has tuned in and has listened. Uh, you were on the Must Read Alaska show. Uh, and uh, for those of you who uh, are looking for different avenues to uh, find out where Must Read Alaska is, you know, we're on Facebook, we're on YouTube, we're on uh, MeWe, we're on uh, LinkedIn even, we're on Twitter, we're pretty much anywhere you could post any sort of social media we're on. We're also at mustreadalaska.com. And for those of you that um, have supported us in the past, we thank you. If you want to support us again, you can go to mustreadalaska.com, click on that right-hand side and uh, do a little donate for us. Every penny that you contribute helps go to uh, support conservative news in Alaska. We also have an app out there on the iTunes store and the Google Play store. Lots of work went into developing this app. Uh, 
to give it free to everybody that's listening. So you can go down there and download it for free. We also have a swag store. We got so many different opportunities for folks to grab our stuff and to, to get involved. And so thanks so much for listening and to, for helping us uh, keep the mainstream media on, the to, on their toes. You can tune in to James Baisden uh, Friday morning, 7 a.m. He'll be on the Must Read Alaska show live here on Facebook. Until then, uh, we're coming to you live from somewhere in Alaska. Thanks so much for joining us. And uh, we hope everybody has a phenomenal day. Thanks so much, Representative Tom McKay.